Hey everybody, producer Dave here. This is an interview I did on April 3rd, 2019 with the guys from the Man Cave podcast. Check out the Plex Live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific and also check out Local Love Live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific. You can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex and join our chat room at discord.me slash echoplex. Everybody, welcome to. Well, I guess this is the Plex podcast because that's where this uh, episode is going to go on the feed. Our show is usually live Sundays from seven to nine PM Pacific and beyond into red light. But uh, we're uh, up because we might as well be. I'm going to talk to these two fellas. They do the Man Cave podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, good. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, before we start talking about anything else, can you uh, let people know where they can find you? 
Yeah, you can pretty much check us out anywhere um, on all, all the social media platforms. We're on Facebook at the official Man Cave Podcast, on Twitter at the Man Cave 14, on Instagram at the Man Cave Podcast. And you can check out all of our sh- uh, episodes that we do over on YouTube as well. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, <clears throat> do you have a website, like a website proper to send people to as well? No, we don't have our uh, our own official website. We pretty much use uh, Facebook and Patreon as our as our hubs for all our content. Uh, what's your link on Patreon in case people want to send you guys a few bucks? That's, it, yeah, it's uh, patreon.com backslash the man cave podcast. Cool. And you can support this show, uh, patreon.com slash echoplex. And you get, I don't know, all kinds of goodies. Like uh, if you supported us, for example, at the $5 level, you'd get the uh, ice cast feed from this, not the mixed down podcast. So if we, if we like do any post game or take any calls or anything after, after the, after whatever this is, uh, you'd get that as well. So Patreon's pretty cool. Do you guys, do you guys like it? Yeah, we've uh, we've actually done some pretty cool stuff on it. We've given away so uh, pretty much anybody who supports us on the one dollar level gets a man card, and it's a credit card sized uh, bottle opener, and it's made of metal. It's real high quality. It's got our logo on it. It says man card, and it fits right in your wallet, so you have a bottle opener everywhere you go. And then at the five dollar level, you got. Uh, access to some of our exclusive shows. We've got a whole bunch of exclusive episodes that we do every week, along with a whole bunch of other cool goodies that we give away. Great, great. Um, so I uh, discovered you guys in um, in a podcast group. Uh, they're usually not my favorite places, right? Because people in there usually aren't very uh, very talkative. People are in there all, even when they're not like promoting their show, people are in there promoting their show. They're like, Oh, I need technical help. And then they like tag their Facebook page is my show. (laughs) And I need this, you know, and then what they're really trying to do is get people to listen. So it was, you know, it's, it's, I thought when I started joining them that I'd find like people, you know, maybe a lot of people who agree with me, people who are doing things that I don't know anything about or like that we're not in that space. And then people who disagree with me. But what I found in the groups was the thirst. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys notice uh, the thirst in the podcast groups. Yeah, I noticed that when I've uh, thrown some stuff and looked around in there, I kind of the same thing you said. Where I mean, you got every every now and again, you get a post of uh, asking for help, but it it's a lot of yeah, like I said, thirsty people looking. They're 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 looking to make it, you know, make their break in there somehow, some way, get noticed, and uh, you know, make it big. It's kind of like preaching to the choir, though. I, I, I mean, we, we, yeah, we've been, much. <laughs> we've been pretty fortunate. Like, if, 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 if you notice in our Discord room, anybody who's yellow, I'll change, I'll change you guys to yellow in a second here too. Like when you're talking, anybody who's yellow in the chat room is a uh, like a YouTube creator or a podcaster. We've been pretty fortunate in that, not through that method, but that just through our you know networking on Twitter and sort of some of the advocacy we do around like open source content creation. And just our like willingness to help people out if they have questions about what we're doing. We've gathered up kind of a good number of content creators that hang out in our Discord and like listen to the show and remote in and stuff. It's been pretty cool. Cool. So um I had a couple I had a couple questions I had written down here. I figure these will be an okay jumping off point. Uh what are you guys' first names though? Uh my name's Terry. And I am Brad. I know we sound alike, but I promise we're different. Um, I, I'll, I'll do my best to tell you apart. I have Terry and Brad. <laughs> if you, if I chime in, maybe we can just chime in with our names or something. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe that, that probably, that's probably going to get tiring after a while, but if you guys want to, <laughs> if, if you fellows want to differentiate yourselves, however you want, um, I did. So when you're like your, your show logo, right? 
it, it says that there are, are no safe spaces on your show. I just like, I, I see a lot of people talking about this and like specifically as it pertains to your show, what, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. So when we started, we kind of, when we started this project, we kind of, you know, what, what did we want to stand for? And the reason we put no safe spaces, because it really seemed like at, at the time when we were beginning, it was this time where you see in like college campuses of all these kids wanting to go to a, a safe space to hear, you know, they, there were certain things that they didn't want to hear. They wanted to be protected from. And we looked at that as that's not real life. Real life is not going to shelter you from things you don't want to hear or things you don't like. Uh, can you give me an example of an incident? Because I'm like kind of aware of the folklore around it, but um, you know, I'm just maybe a little bit curious, like of one of the, I don't know, one of the Clarion incidents or one of the more famous incidents that you guys could reference, like pertaining to that. I mean, like an incident of uh, of not being in a safe space is just in general. Like, I mean, when you're at work, your your boss is not going to sugarcoat things to you. Uh, he's going to probably tell you exactly what he thinks of the work that you do or the job that you do. And that's just, I mean, like I, I have two kids. I, I, I'd like to teach my kids that there is no place in society where you're just going to be able to shelter yourself other than maybe the, the, the confines of your own home. But once you stray out into the world of real people and you get things like a job or something like that and start a career, people are going to be brutally honest with you sometimes and you need to learn to be able to take on board that constructive criticism and, and be able to deal with it in a you know human fashion to be able to keep moving on and not just have it shut you down and want to you, you go home to your safe space because you don't want to hear it anymore. Oh no, I meant specifically on the college campuses. Like what is, I mean, I'm aware of, you know, incidents, uh, I'm aware of incidents, you know, that have happened on college campuses where depending on who you're talking to, you're going to get like two, you know, maybe three or four different kind of dramatically different takes on, you know, what occurred and, you know, what was going on. I'm just wondering, like, because I, I think my listeners are pretty familiar with this stuff, too. And you had mentioned the, the, the people are calling, I guess, you know, we'll call it like campus free speech I don't know, the campus free speech discussion, right? First of all, I mean, I'm 42 years old. I'm not in college and like, I don't, I'm not going to die, but I don't, I don't think it's my job to tell people what can and can't happen on college campuses. But I'm just wondering, like, is there an incident specifically that, 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 that one or both of you, you know, kind of has in mind when you're thinking about the, the, the thing that you're talking about on college campuses? I don't think there's uh, any one specific incident. It's, it seemed, uh, especially at the time that we made this, uh, that if you watch the news or anything like that, it was just this rising of, of colleges literally making uh, spots at their campuses where people could go and be just sheltered from what other people thought. Like, no... Nobody was uh, able to express certain opinions or whatever. It was just kind of a it was a safe place. You went there and that that was it. There, no one could just argue with you. It was a just a very passive area, and it just shelters people away from hearing the truth or other people's opinions. Is really what it is. But none of this was formed, or the no safe space as part of our slogan wasn't formed because of one specific incident it was just kind of a a trend that we saw and it's more of a proverbial kind of thing where we're we're not we're not a safe space we're going to tell you exactly how we feel and exactly how we see and that's that and if you don't like it you can leave 
Okay, so um, I, I'm curious. Like, so for example, um, you know, I, I grew up as a gay person. Would a would a student group where um, a gay, lesbian, trans, questioning, you know, asexual um, young people could go and talk about their experiences in, we'll say, I'll I'll refer to it as like a largely judgment free environment, at least judgment free as far as like the fact that they're you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, asexual, or, you know, what have you, like, is, is that a safe space? Uh, I don't, I mean, I think the way you phrased it, I, I wouldn't necessarily, like you said, that's it's a judgment free zone. And I mean, I guess, I mean, not prepared for the question. I, I wouldn't necessarily say, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to allow people to come in to disagree, but I understand why you, you want people to come in on, uh, kind of come in and, and, and you don't want to obviously have a bunch of people who are massively disagreeing. You want to have a place for it to people who are gay, trans, whatever you might, whatever sexual orientation you might be to have a place where they can come together and talk about stuff. Cause I think even as men, it's okay for us to come together and, say whatever we want regardless of obviously sexual orientation well and i also think it, okay. it goes into where um we're not looking to attack anybody by us saying that it's not a safe space that doesn't mean that we're going out trying to crash people's uh like meetings or uh groups such as the one that you described we don't we don't go out and try and just uh like crash those things you know we we just uh we speak the our, our feelings that's that's really how it is and we're open to everybody's thoughts on whatever subject that's why we're here i think i think kind of what we're getting at i think between all of us is it's not that we don't believe that you know safe spaces don't exist i think they do exist we're just saying when you come to our podcast we are not a safe space like you can come and we're going to tell you exactly how you how we feel i mean i guess by that definition my podcast also isn't a safe space because we you know we're it's polemics um more polemics than policy on uh, especially on our flagship show so i i just uh, you know that 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 kind of that kind of phraseology just sort of especially like <clears throat> Like, and I think a lot of the people maybe in my audience, probably not yours, would agree that it, it just brings up like a lot of, you, you know, those, they're, it's part of internet culture. They're people called shitlords. They kind of came out of the gaming community and something called Gamergate. I don't know if you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Not quite. No, no. Okay. That's okay. There, it's probably better off that you don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's this, it's, I would, I would try to explain it, but you know, people can, people who are unfamiliar with it can kind of look it up. So the, my next, uh, the next thing I was going to say is kind of, uh, irrelevant if you guys don't know what that is, but do you guys know about the men's rights movement? Um, in, in not necessarily a men's right movement as proclaimed that, Okay. I, I'm I'm pretty certain that that men and women all have the same rights across the board. Okay, so the that's that's good too that you're not really super familiar with the MRAs because uh 
see a lot of that see like where i'm coming from and like the kind of the, the dredges of the internet that we've been kind of trawling through that 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 talking point about the safe spaces is kind of largely abused and not used in the way that uh you have just described it to me which is why the first thing i wanted to do before we started talking was you know, kind of ask what you meant and i think what you meant sort of is what the same thing we're going to tell uh like a somebody who believes in chemtrails or whatever who tries to call our show well they don't try they call and they get through and it's uh, humor is had um but that they're not going to get like credulity from us or whatever especially if they take the time to come into our digital space like when we're live so i think that's sort of more what you're saying than what you know some of what i've been exposed to around the talk about um safe spaces has been the yeah i think that it's i think that that question was important to ask right because it's i think that the term has gotten completely loaded up by i'm going to say people who are like i don't know they're mostly dudes my age and like i don't know man i'm not gonna have nothing in common with the most 19 year olds on a college campus when i was 19 i fucking hated anybody over 35 you know <laughs> yeah we did people over 35 didn't know what the hell they were talking about then you became <laughs> over 35 and you realized like, and i was really dumb when i was all these 19 year olds are nothing but dumb i don't know i've met some amazing fucking 19 year olds i i don't i think that maybe mo many 19 year olds don't have the amount of life experience that i've had that i have but i don't know i've met man because like i i live here in silicon valley i've met people who are 19 who are just fucking amazing like at least in one like narrow way do you know what i'm saying yeah, there's there's some way that they're amazing. I think I think part of it also is you know the the social media culture that you're going to find. You're never going to you're, you're never going to see the story about the amazing 19 year old. You're only going to find the 19 year olds that like to go around snorting condoms on the internet. That's all you're going to find. Or eating Tide Pods. Yeah, you know I um that's funny. You know we have a show. Uh, the Silicon Valley skeptics use this studio, and they did a show that was supposedly about Tide Pods, but they really just did a breakdown of how detergents work and why you should never eat them. And I'm like wondering, <laughs> okay, so if it's I was sad that they had to actually make a show to break that down for people <laughs> of why you should not eat what's in a not eat. Well, they got they got into like what it does to the inside of your body and stuff. I mean, these are these are some poindexter ass motherfuckers. Uh, no, 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 no shade on the. Of course, they're part of this network, so no shade on them. And I'm mostly just kidding. But I also wonder on the Tide Pod thing. You know, I was thinking, I have a friend who's a confectioner, right? She ma she makes candy, and it occurs to me that it wouldn't be that hard for her to make a candy that not only looked a little bit enough like a Tide Pod, but that would behave enough like a Tide Pod when you bite into it to you know create the illusion so i just wonder if you know some of that that was going around or even a large portion of that that was going around i wonder if that was a lot of hoaxes i did see a video once that that was where this whole family sat down it was like a, a dad a mom two kids sat down and they were recording themselves they were like okay we're all gonna eat these tide pods and they do it and i'm just sitting there watching like what the fuck is going on and then they eat it and then they're all like haha jokes on you they were it was candy tide pods so i, I have seen something like that yeah, because I would assume that detergent's some nasty stuff and you should never ingest it. And I would assume that if it was like widespread, you'd have heard a lot more stories about people dying because especially that concentrated detergent, it's really bad for you. I'm, I'm just not I'm just not 100 percent like sold on the Tide Pod thing. I'm starting to think it was more, hey, let's make my YouTube channel popular, you know? Well, there were definitely some people that ate Tide Pods. Oh, you can find you can find yeah. somebody doing you. You think of something <laughs> stupid, and you're going to find somebody doing it. I mean, yeah. 
that that's like that's like stupid in like a very self-destructive way and i don't know if the people those who did it i don't know if they were like fully aware of the the like the potential consequences like i don't know like i've used drugs in the past right but ever since the internet has become a thing some new shit comes around man i am looking fucking i'm looking that shit up and i'm like i don't know about this shit so i just yeah it, it it strikes me as odd that people would do that without even taking a moment to be like what would happen if i ingested detergent but you're right somebody did it otherwise we never would have heard about it unless the original origin story was a hoax but then then to me that's worse because somebody that did the like the first one that was hoaxing it is not like you know you can't like legitimately hold them you know responsible draw a straight line but they're certainly contributing to people eating detergent i'm not sure that that's so great you know Right. Well, anyone who had to uh, think about whether eating detergent was good for you or not is fucking stupid. So yeah, it, it, natural selection. Let them keep eating them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know that. I just don't know because there's, you know, I, I'd be interested to see if there are people, maybe some people who did it had some cognitive uh, issues. And, you know, I'm just curious, like, what kind of person would do that? I'm a, you know, stupid. An is idiot. Kind of, well, yeah. stupid, <laughs> stupid is kind of a broad term. You know, I'd I'd be pretty, you know, for example, like. And I, I had this conversation with somebody a little while ago. Uh, it was like off record. And it was somebody who I thought like the way they were using their platform was um, maybe they didn't have bad intent, but their platform was big enough that I was like, hey, you know, I think the results here are bad. And I could just imagine like somebody, I don't know, I would feel horrible if I did a hoax like that. And then I found out somebody who had some cognitive problems or whatever saw my channel and then, you know, imitated what I was doing. Because, you know, you can't keep people off of YouTube. In fact, if somebody has cognitive problems, it would be pretty horrible to tell them never to use YouTube. You know, it's like just, it's almost like discrimination in a way. So I just I just wonder what like I know that someone ate a Tide Pod and got sick and but I didn't hear about anybody dying. I'm just wondering, like, what percentage of that was hoaxes? Because I think that percentage had to be pretty high. Possibly. Who knows? Well, I'm I'm just I'm usually pretty cynical, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hopeful in this case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was uh that was pretty much all all I had on that. I did I saw your uh, last episode and I tried to I listened to a little bit of it. It was about mansplaining, and I thought it was I thought it was uh, pretty funny. What when you hear the word mansplain? Because um, I think it's like an inartful term that doesn't really describe what's going on um, for a number of reasons, right? But what do you guys hear when somebody says, "Oh, you're just mansplaining"? I mean, what does that? Because I know you 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 have a different uh, worldview than me. I can certainly tell that. So, what do you hear when you when someone says that? Like, what is what is like the subtext, or what what do you think the meaning is when someone says that? Well, first, I think we kind of address, addressed it in the episode. Is I re- we really don't think that this is some huge epidemic that's going on from men just condescendingly trying to brush women off as not being smart enough to to, to hold their weight on the end of a conversation. I, in 2019, I think I think that was 2018 when we recorded that one. I, I think we all we both agreed that like we're we're kind of making a mountain out of a molehill with this. I don't really think this is happening. And if 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 a man is explaining something to you, I think we live in an era where uh, the, the man might be explaining and, and he doesn't have ill intent behind doing it. We we broke down the whole flow chart as kind of having some fun with it, but in the end, I think we we both kind of came to the conclusion of I, I don't I don't personally know anybody who's going to treat a woman like this 
right. in such a condescending way. Neither did Terry. No, you know, could identify anybody uh, who identify who talked to women like this. I, I I I tell people like my parents had me very late in life. My parents are much older. They're um, I'm I'm 37. My parents are already in their 70s. So you know they 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 kind of grew up in that generation of like the the leave it the beaver the 50s era where the gender roles were or you know supposedly such a big deal my dad never talked to my mom like that and and that was the era that they grew up in that's the area that that i watched you know they grew up in that era i watched my parents and never once did i see my dad you know trying to mansplain something to my mom you know i think the term is kind of inartful i think that it's it's you know it's people maybe Maybe they can't find the vocabulary to talk about what, ha- well, you know, the way they have uh, been, you know, maybe treated in the workplace or whatever. Ever many, but everybody's had a shitty boss that talks down to them. It's just that, yeah, I just, I, th- I think it's, it's a rather, a ra- it's too, it's just too like, too like kind of, kind of almost like a, like slogany or something. I think it, it kind of, it, it would be better if somebody would stop and be like, hey, you know, I feel this, you know. this sort of this sort of behavior or you know i only see you doing this when it's when it's women you're talking to and you know when men are wrong you're less condescending and i but i yeah so i think the the term mansplaining is just it's it's a it's too slogany and it doesn't it doesn't really get someone's point across right because if somebody feels like they're being condescended to in a way that someone else isn't even though they're sort of i guess it's kind of weird to say that they were equally incorrect because it's kind of hard to quantify. But if somebody feels that way, it, it's I, especially at work because that's like, you know, that's how you get paid. And maybe, you know, mm-hmm. you'd like a raise or a promotion. I Just telling somebody they've mansplained to you, I think that's kind of a conversation stopper in a lot of ways anyway, because you're put, you know, the person who's done what they've done, if in fact they are behaving, you know, maybe inappropriately or, you know, singling a certain person or you know two or three different people out for disrespect just calling it mansplaining it'll it'll shut the conversation down yeah and i i honestly think it's uh it's almost playing a card right it's if if a conversation has nothing to do with with men and women gender you play that mansplaining card and now all of a sudden the topic of that conversation is completely shifted. And if a man is being accused of mansplaining, even if he wasn't, then now he's on the defensive and can't even get out what he was thinking. So it, it, it plays a card and it just, it, it throws off the whole just objective of any conversation anytime that term's thrown out. Oh, right. For sure. I mean, I've had people, you know, tell me that I was uh, mansplaining to them before. And I, I just kind of asked what they meant, you know, yeah. I, are I, you a doctor? When if you when you explain to them, are you a doctor currently teaching uh, in, in in a class? Because that was the flowchart. If well, you were not a doctor talking in a class, the flowchart told you you're mansplaining. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I just if people if people say stuff like if someone were to say that to me, it's been a long time because I'm, you know, I'm, I try to be pretty, especially since since our their platform is bigger than I thought it would ever be. I'm like a lot more, especially on the air. I'm just so much more conscious of like the way, what I say is going to be, you know, be used by other people. Like if they were to clip me out or whatever, but you know, even in my day-to-day life, it's been a while, but I think the last time someone said something like that to me, I asked what they meant and you know, it, 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 it's not a very common response. I don't think. And I think, I think that, you know, if somebody, you know, says something like that, that's kind of slogany, uh, I don't know, asking what they mean might, might be pretty good because I mean, 
you know, I was able to maybe clarify. I don't know if in the end the person I was able to win them over or whatever, but I was at least able to clarify like that. I, you know, what my intent was, but you know, I, I, I'm not huge on like intent, like in friendships and stuff. Sure. Like if, if your friend has good intentions and they do something that turns out being stupid or whatever, that's your friend. But I, I'm like more kind of consequentialist. I kind of care what the result of something is more than what someone's intent is. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough. A lot, a lot of times, is also people trying to draw intent on things like text messages and stuff like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard to read an intent behind something when you're just, you know, you have words on a screen and then you're trying to contribute some kind of an intent. But to uh, to go back to the mansplain, I think to agree with what you said, it's it's I think it's more effective for a woman to come up to you and just tell you, I, I feel like you're talking to me in a very condescending way rather than trying to throw the mansplain thing out because yeah, it, it does very come off very. Uh, almost like you said, the slogany and, and and just trying to shut down everything. You've been accused of something, right? Uh, with that buzzword, now you know you're going to have to try to come out and defend yourself. Whereas if you just come out and say, "I feel like you are talking to me in a condescending way," I think you can actually open up a dialogue better with that than throwing out the mansplain uh, you know, buzzword that we all hear nowadays. Yeah, you know, I don't hear a lot of you know um, that 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 that's there's a lot of that on twitter and i don't you know i don't that's not sort of my my uh orbit or whatever you know i don't end up in those those circles i do i don't know if if someone's different than me and they then they you know are able to you know articulate to me that maybe because of who i am and and who they are maybe i don't understand what they're saying or whatever i at least try to like hear them out and listen because maybe today i learned something you know yeah so um I, oh man i noticed some jordan peterson stuff on your on your on your um on your uh on your feed what do you guys what do you guys think about that guy i love him he's great <laughs> terry short answered uh i mean like i i think he's a a pretty intellectual guy defending um uh the stance for things like masculinity that uh probably one of the videos you've seen where he's he's going up against the feminist theory and and kind of you know holding his weight pretty well uh, i would say against the the lady that was conducting the interview with him so i mean i i think we post that because we like a lot of the the, the points of discussion that, that he makes in those things yeah i'm quite familiar with jordan peterson as well uh i don't know i think if you guys <laughs> i think he's like l ron hubbard for dudes who can't get pussy hmm I mean, like, I don't really attribute, uh, you know, anything with like being able to get pussy. To I mean, I, I, to, I probably get more pussy than you. Well, I'm a homosexual, so I should hope so. Right. That was part of the. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was it was a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I've, you know, some of the stuff that we talk about on here is kind of science literacy and science education. And I see a, a dude who's supposedly a public intellectual, you know, he's in, 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 in specifically in a talk with Matt Dillahunty, he said that it is, he said that it is, you know, a, a scientific fact or whatever that you cannot quit smoking cigarettes if you don't have a mystical experience on mushrooms. I saw him uh, in a, in a classroom of all places saying that, you know, old drawings of snakes on the walls in pyramids were proof that the that the ancients knew about the DNA helix and stuff. So, 
I don't know. I, I just, that, that kind of stuff, it just immediately, it immediately puts me off from somebody because it's like, well, you know, this guy's, you know, going out there with a, you know, he's got millions of followers and he's going out there and just saying this kind of, the kind of word salad claptrap. I mean, nobody, and there's nobody, no, like, cognitive behavioral scientist would tell you that you can't quit smoking without having a mystical experience on mushrooms, you know? Right. Yeah. But I mean, I think that there's people out there that, that will say lots of arbitrarily ridiculous things and, and, and they'll get away with it to 99% of people just because they'll listen to it. They'll take it on board. They won't really go any further. But I mean, if we're going to discredit, I think if we're, if we're going to discredit people based on, you know, you've, you've said, 10 million things in your life and I've I've found three things that I disagree with and so that makes the other you know 9,999,997 things you've said completely voided I think we're going to be in kind of a you know not to get into a political argument because we try to stay away from that on the man cave but I mean I think we're going to a lot of people are going to get discounted for anything they've ever said if we're going to find and nitpick like one or two things uh, based on every thing that they've ever said publicly in their life, especially like a public figure like Jordan Peterson or anything like that. I mean, you're going to find anybody that's been in a public figure, public speaking for years and years to decades that they've they've potentially said hundreds of thousands of different things. And then we're going to necessarily nitpick one, two, three of them. I mean, yeah, we'd be first, here all day just chop, chopping a few things down. Well, I mean, those are just the first couple things that come to mind. Um, you know, you, you it's funny. I find that, and maybe this is just my perception or whatever, but the the thing about his thing about masculinity kind of kind of juxtaposed with his i don't know he's like on the verge of tears and stuff when he's talking it's like really weird and maybe that's just you know because i'm biased i'm definitely have a bias against him because of some of this uh, not some of the 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 very like the hundreds of pseudoscientific claims he's made specifically usually about um medical science so you know maybe i'm maybe i'm projecting some of my disagreements with that onto his uh onto his demeanor it's just like really interesting i don't know i uh yeah, I mean, like the crying thing. I think it's okay for uh, we, we've kind of talked about, alluded to this in the podcast about the you know crying stoicism because that's kind of a a big thing that has to do uh, nowadays with talking about traditional masculinity. And you know we've we've talked about on the podcast where you know it's okay for a man to cry, but I think there's kind of a time and there's there there are times when it is a hundred percent not okay to cry. We've outlined different times in in, in our lives whether it becomes. You know, a, a you know, you're stuck in the middle of combat. That is not the time to necessarily cry. Right? I don't know if you can you, shoot you a motherfucker while you're through. If you can if shoot you, a motherfucker yeah, you while you're push crying through that emotion and and figure out how to get through to the other side to figure it out. And at the end, that is the time where you're going to be able to actually start processing those emotions. And it's perfectly acceptable to you know process emotions through, uh, you know, things like crying. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, you know, that's probably a lot of my own bias uh, projected onto the, you know, my perception of him. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not one of these, I'm not one of these guys on Twitter who calls himself like critical thinker number four seven three because the other four hundred and seventy two critical thinkers, you know, are already on Twitter, and I just assume that, you know, that I don't come to things with bias or whatever because that's absurd. Everybody comes at things with bias. Yeah. We're all very biased. I just think his like kind of Let's hysterical see. demeanor, kind of, you know, juxtapositioned with the fact that a lot of the people that follow him are really into this sort of traditional idea of masculinity i just kind of find it you know kind of kind of funny and uh you know kind of 
kind of like trollish. I way. mean, I, I would just take the the clip that we posted, and and you know, I think that's you know that that is a single clip. That is that is what we posted. It had nothing to do with anything else outside of that. And you know what, what he argued, and I you know if I'm talking to the right clip, um, you know she had brought up concentrated wealth being controlled by men but he was like well i mean that's just kind of one aspect you look at the the homelessness rate is predominantly men uh people who do worse in school predominantly men uh suicide rates among men are higher than women prisons for people in prison are, are predominantly uh men people who die in combat predominantly men so he's just kind of calling her out with your you are taking one aspect and then contributing it ought to you know that that somehow men dominate everything when uh, clearly men dominate categories that we you know don't necessarily somebody has to dominate that category but you know is it is is it really some kind of a dominance to say that men are dominating having a much higher uh suicide rate i think it's back in like 2017 it was like 3.5 times more you know men are successful in suicide than women are so it's the success rate that's higher is do you know do you have i mean i'm not going to sit here like it's like really shit radio especially because we're live for me to try to look up like what's going on with the attempt rate you know um uh, i i want to say that i was you know i heard it wasn't jordan peterson talking about this it was maybe maybe that shitlord sargon of a cod or somebody they they brought up the suicide rate and the the person they were talking to you know they were trying to they were he then he pointed out that it's the success rate, you know, that the, and that there's really no, that there's, it's hard to measure attempt because that's all self-reporting, right? Like if somebody asks you, if you've ever tried to commit suicide, y- you could say yes or no. And you're not necessarily, there's nothing, there's nothing to stop you from saying yes, if you haven't, or no, if you have, you know? Yeah. The, uh, AFSP.org reported in 2017 that men died by suicide 3.5, four times more often than women. I think it may a main contributor to that is when you think about like the differences between of how, how do women uh, attempt suicide versus how do men. A lot of times, women are going to pop a bunch of pills or do something like that. Men, they're going to suck start a nine millimeter in their mouth. Yeah, it's and a fire. That's good. That's going to get the job done. The pills, I mean, it may, it may Crap not, shoot. and somebody could somebody could walk in after you've just taken them and rush you to the hospital. They pump your stomach and then you, you didn't drive. I mean. You pull the trigger on the nine millimeter in your mouth, you're you're probably done. Yeah, it'd know, be unless interesting you aim to f- it the wrong way and just blow out the back of your neck, and then you're paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of your life. Well, you're probably dead at that point. Still, yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be but, interesting yeah. to if we could measure the attempt rate. It'd be interesting to see because I wouldn't doubt that men attempt suicide at a higher rate than women. Um, I just don't know that to be the case. Um, there's a couple reasons I think it might be the case though, because we have a lot of societal pressure um, as men to provide for a family, and uh, women are feeling that pressure more and more these days. But uh, the the stigma of a woman not being able to provide for her family is probably significantly less than the stigma of a man not being able to provide for his family. Although that's again something that's really hard to measure. The one thing that you brought up though was the women uh, dying in combat less than men. I wonder why that might be if there was if there are any contributing factors that uh sort of don't really play into the the narrative there i was wondering if you guys could think of anything of why women don't don't die in combat yeah like because more men are sent to combat men are, well traditionally men are sent to combat and you you one would make i think one would make an argument that uh the the ability for women to go into combat just recently opened up but even when you look at the uh 
the ratio of men to women, even now that the combat operations have been opened up to women, that when you look at infantry divisions, uh, you look at platoons, SEAL platoons, things like that, of the, of the men who are going, of the, of the let's say the, the genders that are going into combat missions in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, places like that, are over, 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 overwhelmingly men. Yeah, I just wonder, like, so, say I mean, we if you're going into, if, if we're sending 10,000 men into combat and five women, of course, men are going to, I mean, we're sending obviously more men. Men are fulfilling that position. You know, I just wonder if, if in, say, the year 1900, we had started, um, you know, allowing is a weird word, right? Because, like, men are allowing women to have a job is sort of something I, th you know, think we're largely well, I think past. We, I think back then, society, sh it wasn't necessarily that men were barring women. I think it that society did not seem say that that was a, a thing that our, our women should be doing. It, well, it was more of a gender role thing, uh, you know, 119 years ago versus the allowance of something. I'm not a hundred. What year was women's suffrage passed? Do you guys know off the top of your head? Uh, I got the old Google machine in front of I me. I think it might be 1919. Stand by. I think it might be 1919. Uh, uh, this, hold on. Mm. 1920. I was off by a year. It's the, it's the, looks like. The How dare you be off by one year and in couple thousand years of this thing's been around <laughs> i i it, but it's the 19th amendment to the constitution so maybe i you know just, yeah you, you mix numbers up so in the year 1900 for example it was women couldn't even vote or participate in the political system so it couldn't be you know i mean i know culture was different then too don't get me wrong like yeah but you know there was you know i just you know i just wonder you know if it would have been in 1900 you know what would the ratio be i don't doubt that it would still be more men going to war i just don't know like because it's been a fairly recent um you know fairly recent thing that women go into combat i'm just wondering you know if it was 100 years ago how much would the culture have shifted and how many more you know women would be in combat don't get me wrong i don't think that that it's a <laughs> that it's a, a great thing that any of these people are over there dying in combat like that's not like the measure you know what i mean i don't like like i just I don't like that measure because I think, well, that's, 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 that's a whole different story, but like, you know, well, but, but before we move on to that, when it comes to if, if women were deployed troops, like combat infantry way back, what would it look like today is I'm pretty sure the, the point you're getting at. Right. And, and it's like, we, we can all agree that physically men are stronger than women. The average and man, the average woman. Yes. Yeah, so it would only make sense that I mean, you're a gamer. Yes, I think you mentioned that earlier. Uh, that no, 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 I'm not. I just because I've been I've been trolling men's rights activists. I ended up I ended up learning a lot about online gaming communities and whatnot. Okay, well, I mean, if you think about it strategically, if you're about to go into a battle, you would not want to send your physically weakest troops into battle. You would send your strongest troops into battle to win. So oh. I don't think it would have mattered when that women were able to be in combat platoons in the military. I think that still the statistics would be rather similar to what they are today. Well, it's a kind of a counterfactual anyway, right? We can't go back and change history and run experiments on it. So it's, you know, it's sort of impossible. Right. 
So, yeah, that was the only one on the suicide one. I'm just wondering what the attempt rates are, because I think when you get to that point where you're willing to attempt suicide, whether or not you're successful, I mean, yes, the numbers of people dead change, but the, you know, if, if, if for, if, for example, I'll just, we'll make up a number, right? I don't believe this to be true. Say it was 20% more women than men attempting suicide. They just never, you know, they just don't use firearms, which is basically the way that if you, the, the firearm is how you're going to be successful, you know, jumping off a bridge, eh, not, not quite so much. Right. So I'm just wondering like, would the, you know, if the, if the attempt rate for women was higher than men, like would that change the, you know, the equation there or would that change the, you know, the way that, that maybe, maybe people, people who are more of your mindset would think about it. Uh, looking here, I mean, I, again, I used the old Google machine to try to find some stuff and, uh, uh, show to figure the suicide death, suicide attempt. Uh, it's, it's a chart and they're using basically like people again, it's hospital It's based off of hospitalization, uh, for rates for what was Canada and it's about 11 years ago, but I mean, I don't think society has, uh, you know, made some massive culture shift in the last 11 years that they would completely throw this off. But um, the 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 male attempt rate versus the the female attempt rate, um, basically, when you're going to get 15 to 19 group up to 45 to 59 in the in the age group category, even the attempt rates are probably like uh, at least more than doubled the actual success rate for females. Uh, the attempt rates for males are more than double in a lot of those categories than the actual success rate for females. I mean, oh. that, that's one piece. It, it comes from, I guess, uh, looks like uh, British Columbia Medical Journal. It's, it's a little bit older, and I, 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 would, I would imagine that um, people are a little more anxious these days, but I think that would be across the board and raise the numbers for everybody, you know? Yeah, so if, I would know, 100% agree. So I don't, yeah, and that's, that's I, yeah, I don't have the study in front of me, but that's okay. I was just wondering, like, like, yeah, the only one I, the only one on there, and the homelessness thing, you know, there's a, I think the homelessness thing might be, I don't even know. I, I, I'd have to look into, like, like what, um, you know, what social scientists think is uh, going on there, because there's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people would probably suggest that there's, you know, some kind of, you know, our society because of the way we view men as having to be the providers. Maybe, uh, you know, if you if you're down on your luck or whatever, maybe you know your your folks might be less likely to help out their son than their daughter, or you know, whatever. I would have, you know, and that's just that's just kind of brainstorming or whatever. It's it's man cute. brainstorming to me. I'm just gonna say men are hard headed and they're they're less likely to to want to go out and get get a, get a a handout or something like that to be able to get them up off the streets uh we live down here in southern california and there's been plenty of time they have plenty of shelters and places like that for men to go to uh that there's a I, I think it's called um pastor joe's or something like that that does a lot of work down here and a lot of the men when we go out to volunteer they sure like we will take you back to the shelter and they straight say nope we don't want to go they 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 prefer to be on the street vice actually being in the shelter i just so i think part of it might man you know yeah. men are naturally somewhat more hard-headed than than women are we don't want to admit that we you know we 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 have failed at anything sometimes right and that, that maybe that's a societal thing but i think maybe that you know if i i don't have a study to back that up i don't have any proof but other than my own idea that i know a lot of men are just straight up hard-headed motherfuckers that will not accept 
help from certain people, especially strangers. Yeah, I, I, it, it'd be hard to, I, even if there were studies out there, it, they would all be really suspect because I think it would, a lot of it, like the genetic thing, it's like really hard to like say if, you know, any of this stuff is genetic because that's not really how um, genetics, like the, or the study of genetics aren't, they don't work in such a way where it's like, well, we're going to find the homeless gene or we're going to find the, you don't, you don't take advice or help from anybody gene. That's not sort of, that's not like not how genetics, at least the study of genetics no, currently works. Definitely. Like, I mean, looking at looking at at least um you know I've, I've only been on this earth for 37 years but from from my experiences and and it, this is something that i when i talk to my kids i talk about it to them i'm like man one bum decision in life can drastically change the path that you go down and it can sometimes be as simple as one decision and then that one the leads, you know, you, you might think it kind of led to a bunch of other decisions, but had you not made that very first decision, that is the decision that led you down that path to all these other crazy things that happen that led you to that point. Man, that, that's hitting home, dude. You like you you know some of the stuff that I got going on. I'm still suffering from from shit like five, six years ago of just poor decisions that I made that still affect me today. Yeah. So yeah, it's a hundred percent true. So do you, do you, do you fellas think that, you know, outside of things like, you know, maybe murder, sexual assault, rape, basically things that are outside of the realm of violence. Do you think that we could um, do a better job of being able to forgive people in our society? Uh, I mean, outside of the realm of those absolutely heinous acts, like forgive them for what? Because there are also other heinous acts. So, well, I mean, like, I mean, forgive them in what sense? Well, I just think that, you know, um, you know, we'll just take off of the table. We won't we won't. I don't want to go through a list of everything that's heinous. Right. But because mm-hmm. that I mean, we'd be I mean, I have shit to do. Tomorrow. And, and, and one man's heinous is, is another man's not so heinous. I mean, that's a that's kind of a what's the word I'm looking for. That's a that's a moving target. I mean, he, right. You know, some people might might not feel that certain things are necessarily considered a heinous crime where right. others might. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we do a really bad. We do a really good job in our society of tearing people down. Right. But then we do a very bad job of forgiving them, especially if they've changed their ways. And like I said, I've you know, we'll take off anything that anybody in this conversation would ar- not arbitrarily. I mean, morally or ethically think is heinous. I just think we do a kind of a shit job at that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I think part of the some of the stuff we try to post on uh, on on the Facebook page for for us is you know kind of a, a, a not necessarily a forgiveness thing, but a motivational piece, right? Yeah. That that you can you, you, the the best you is you know is whatever you want it to be, man. Like it doesn't matter where you came from, how you grew up. Hard work will always beat talent. Like you know whatever you want. It's just how bad do you want it? Yeah, you know, and, and 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 the thing is, is like you said, society will have to learn to forgive. I mean, I think that's that's a hard question to really get a uh, a quick captured answer without putting some some real forethought into formulating a, a really constructive answer. 
Well, that's um, fair enough. I've definitely you know, been on somebody's show and had them ask me a question, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I haven't really thought that through." So, you know, I, you know, and I don't want to. I'm again, you know, I'm, as 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 this thing that we're doing gets bigger and bigger, I'm I'm way more conscious of the audience and and like what I'm saying than than maybe. I, I mean, was. man, sometimes on, on on the Man Cave podcast, Terry will shotgun me with a question and and catch yeah. me off guard, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we're sitting feet from each other and and. and think the same way most of the time it'd be like well what do you think about this and like oh uh yeah i didn't think about that (laughs) hit pause on the podcast luckily we're not usually live doing ours we can kind of uh we could pause it and i'd be like hey man i i have to actually think about that before we keep going all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know we've we've kind of definitely we've uh, i think we've disagreed on almost everything so far so i'm gonna go through and we're gonna agree on some stuff what do you guys think of the flat earth movement you kind of broke up, so can you say it again? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, for sure. What do you think of the Flat Earth Movement? Uh, I just watched a documentary. It's a new documentary on Netflix called uh, Behind the Curve. Have you seen that? Not only have I seen it, there's a gentleman named Nathan in it who got fucking a little bit mad at me and called the fucking show. I think I'm, I think I'm losing you a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. You're not, uh, are you having a hard time hearing okay. me? No, no I, I, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the, the, that documentary on Netflix behind the curve. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. Like I said, um, maybe people on the stream heard it, but you didn't, uh, not only have I seen it, um, I've, I've interviewed, I guess you can call it an interview. One of the dudes named Nathan, who was on that show on that, on that documentary. Let me tell you, I laughed my ass off during that thing when 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 they were doing all the uh, their experiments like that twenty thousand dollar gyroscope and the and the laser beams with the posts and all that, and all it did was prove that the Earth is not flat, and they just decided to ignore the evidence. I laughed my ass off. I, I thought I thought it was brilliant comedy. Well, I mean, that's more like a cult, really, than an intellectual movement. If you like, oh, look yeah. at, if you like, look at the way it operates online, right? Because if you, okay, uh, I, one of the things that we cover here is uh, Scientology and the abuses of the church, um, and the kind of the their the the their kind of outward facing PR and how it all works to not only insulate the people inside, but to deflect any kind of criticism as you know you don't understand or you're being a religious bigot or whatever it is. And so that's kind of like my bellwether for whether or not something is a a cult. And when you look at one of the main things is that Scientology, if you're critical of the cult, they will call you a suppressive person. And if you go into flat earth communities and you're like, dude, this is bonkers, right? They'll say that you're a shill and they're sort of saying the same thing, right? They're saying that you're not towing, you're not towing the line and therefore you're an outsider and you're bad. And so like, that's one right. of the main, it, it, so like when I see online communities uh, doing, doing that sort of like, you know, calling people that don't agree with them a shill or a paid government operative as we've been called by some of the callers. Yeah. Okay. So flat earth is a, I, I, go ahead. I would just tell them, look, the mental gymnastics that your brain has to do to try to justify that the earth is flat. Uh, the, the first thing I tell people that if, if they believe the earth is flat is, do you remember, I think it was probably like 10 or 12 years ago, Felix Baumgartner went up in that capsule and uh, did, did the... Uh, oh, the one sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah, right? it was yeah. sponsored by Red Bull and he did a free fall jump from like basically freaking outer space. Yeah. And look at the pictures. You see the curvature of the earth. What, I mean... Did, did that movement influence the company of Red Bull 
enough, right? With the billions of dollars that they have at their disposal, they came in and were like, we're going to give you $20 billion more to, to, uh, you know, Photoshop a round earth into this when Felix Baumgartner did his jump. Like, there's no way that 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 could have happened like that dude jumped and there's the picture of it there's no the, the earth is round look at the picture because i know a lot of times they'll go with the you know well, what about pictures from space oh those are just government cover-ups right, yeah. from it well what about this private company that basically sent a dude to space to free fall jump from there and the pictures you can clearly see a curved earth i know if that was me and I was up there, I'm going to hit the ground. I'll be like, you will not fucking believe <laughs> what the, I said. <laughs> the earth is flat, everybody. Yeah. Like, no one's, <laughs> they would have killed them. No one's getting to me in time to stop me from saying that. It's going to be the first thing I say when I get to the ground. Yeah, well, you're not a, you're not a paid government shill, though. You have to you have to understand right. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, there so that was, that was the lowest of hanging fruit. Uh, Alex Jones. Uh, uh, endless entertainment yes <laughs> for days <laughs> one of the I'm best saddened, broadcasters of so our I'm, time I'm, I'm saddened that um they took down all of his social media not because i like followed and agree with it but it was easier to get to watch all this stuff now like yeah. i'm not i'm not actually navigating to infowars.com to watch this dude right. uh it was easier to go to facebook yeah it was entertainment for days you know there's you probably you might know this better than anybody. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. Yeah. <laughs> that was my that was by far my favorite quote from 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 Alex Jones. I have him on I have I have some drops from here him on the soundboard. Here you go. Well, the word <laughs> is she likes it all. And it's party time. <laughs> ugh, ugh, oh my gosh. Like this guy is you're right, he's endless entertainment and <laughs> I feel kind of the same way about him being kicked off of the platforms because he's content like our sunday show is a oh yeah he's our sunday show is a clip show right so alex jones i mean we don't just do a whole show on him we'll have one or two but now they're a little bit harder to find like i'll have to go to right wing watch and hope that they clipped something out or <laughs> if i want alex jones i have to sit through fucking three hours of that fucking drivel to find the two minutes of it where he says you know some crazy shit about like i don't know fluoride or the chemtrails or whatever did, did you catch the uh the joe rogan podcast that he recently did with him on there uh, I think Alex Jones was recent, or Joe was recently on the Alex Jones show. Uh, I no, he had he had him on recently. Yeah, he, Joe Rogan had him on his show, and it it was I think it was like four hours. It, it was stupid long. And it, Alex Jones basically hijacks Joe Rogan's podcast and starts talking about <laughs> human animal hybrids. And oh, we played fake those trees that have like antennas in them that are scrambling your brains. Like, oh, oh it was it was great. Uh, we played the, that very exchange, I think two or three weeks ago, we played that. But this past week, I think it was this past week, Alex had Joe Rogan in the studio on InfoWars too. If you oh, wow. Okay. Um, the, it's it's weird. That, that, that always confuses me. But, I mean, they've said that they're personal friends, so it's not, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean i don't know i i kind of wish with joe rogan's platform being as big as it was it is that he would push back on like some of the more um i'd call it i guess dangerous or irresponsible things that alex jones says and does but in the end that's not really you know i don't i don't produce the show i don't fucking you know <laughs> so right okay yeah, um, and I, I don't think i don't think he necessarily cares he'll just he'll keep making money doing it regardless yeah yeah for sure and it's not like it's not like he's out there telling people that alex jones is right right Okay, let's see. Um, chemtrails. My my, I, I have a, a friend of mine who's actually 
prepared to be my uh, doppelganger. What is a doppelganger? Yeah. Uh, uh, he he he's a pilot, and he finds it hilarious that people believe in chemtrails. Yeah, we have a um, we have a we have a we have a long and uh, checkered past with a woman who calls herself Madison Starmoon. Uh, here's here's something we have a whole soundboard dedicated to her yelling at us on the phone. Um, here's here's one of the better ones. Gay Dave is a fucking freak. He's a kaku whore, and I despise him. <laughs> nice, that's wonderful. Yeah, you know we're a little bit let's we're a little bit confrontational with conspiracy theorists because they, we find that they're the most likely to call us. Yeah, nice. I mean, they're, they're they're definitely entertaining, and and I always think you know if even they're one percent right about the things they say, man, that'd be fucking crazy. Like if Alex Jones was one percent right about the things he says, everything we know would be a lie. Well, he says he <laughs> says crazy. things that are true. I mean, he'll cite he'll cite things yeah. that are true, but oh, it's yeah. in service it's in service of saying something that isn't true, right? So it's right, like, yeah. you, you know, you can cite five things that are true and then draw draw a conclusion that the lizard people or George Soros or whatever it is, you know, are, you know, fucking putting putting 5G up to scramble your brain or whatever it is. But, the, you know, at the, the, the five <laughs> things that you said before it being true doesn't mean that, you, that, the, that the thing you decided must be the case after those other five things. It doesn't. Hey, it doesn't all happen. I'm saying is. If if five G scram it makes my phone faster, scramble that brain. <laughs> well, we're not gonna we're not gonna see it for a long time anyway because the you know they have to put the towers something like three hundred feet apart and there's gonna be all kinds of all kinds of problems with like homeowners, especially in rich neighborhoods, not wanting these antennas on their houses and stuff. So I'm not con- I'm not convinced that that's ever gonna roll out anywhere except for dense urban areas anyway. No. Okay, well, this has been fun. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we were able to agree at the end. Uh, when you said you had a friend who was a pilot, I was kind of hoping you'd say that he believes in chemtrails because I'd be like, "Hey, uh, oh, <laughs> hey, can you patch no, him in?" <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he 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 likes to take pictures outside the cockpit of uh, all the all all the chemtrails that he that he spreads all over the United States to uh, to get us all sick and influence. Apparently, like whatever they say, influence our brains or whatever. But uh, he says, "Nope, it's just actually uh, condensation buildup." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he always posts yeah. pictures of it he always posts pictures of it of all the chemtrails oh that's and every time i look up i joke i joke with my wife too I'm like oh all the chemtrails we're gonna die soon oh man you know of all the things <laughs> in, you know that there are there are places where there are real pollution problems and every person that isn't trying to figure out like how can i make the air cleaner around here what can i do who can i talk to instead they're like oh it's death from above and they're spraying aluminum on us like they're they're they could be they could be even if they were like neurotic about the environment and like had a bunch of incorrect facts at least they'd be talking about something true hmm. but hey this has been fun it's about an hour I, I tend to find that if things go longer than an hour people tend to tune out and like it won't be good on the podcast feed but i wanted to thank you guys for joining us again uh with the name of your podcast again and where people can find it it's the uh, the Man Cave Podcast. You, again, you can find us over on Facebook, the official Man Cave Podcast, on Twitter at the Man Cave 14, over on Instagram at the Man Cave Podcast. And again, you can check out all the episodes on YouTube as well. Great, great. Well, I'm glad we didn't get uh, too. I'm glad we didn't get too uh, <laughs> uh, bogged down in the mud over Jordan Peterson because we have some serious disagreements there. But maybe, uh, maybe sometime we can uh, we can bring some clips and ammunition and, and and have it out over that for everybody to listen to. Maybe get your audience and my audience involved and have a little bit of fun. I'd be down for that. I'm, for sure. I, yeah, I think we're 100 percent down. We'll throw up some content. We'll be able to let you say like list content and more things that that we do, and then uh, maybe revisit this here and again. 
yeah, yeah. In the near future. Yeah, if we talk again about some some play, uh, point of disagreement, I'll probably uh, probably have my girl, the media wench, join me here in the studio, so I'm not outnumbered and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys, thanks a lot. This is this was fun. Um, I, you know, we'll 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 be in touch. Sounds good. ¡Gracias!